Welcome to the Passion Over Profits podcast with Top Son Goku, bringing you your weekly dose of Dragon Ball Super Collector's content. Stay tuned for exclusive interviews with some of the most knowledgeable DBS collectors in the community. Welcome to the second episode of Passion Over Profits podcast. My name is Sapsang Goku and damn, I'm excited for this episode. I'm so excited. We have Null Collector today on the show. I'm recording this after the interview and I just want to start by saying that I'm sorry for the bad audio. It's just that when doing these types of interviews, apparently I cannot record with a microphone. So I had to record just barely with my phone. And uh, the same same goes for Null Collector. So bear with us. You do want to listen to it all. And uh, and yeah, let's just get straight to it. I'm just going to get it right there. And we're going to start with the interview. Welcome to a new episode of the Passion Over Profits podcast. My name is Sapsan Goku. And today we have a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine. We have Null Collector. Uh, no collector has been in the community for uh, for a long time. He's been uh, collecting DBS since day one, and um, something very very special happened uh, just this week, and uh, we're, we want to talk about this today. So uh, so let's get on with it. Uh, no collector, uh, like I said, has been collecting DBS since day one, and uh, his collection is just phenomenal. Uh, he is helping the community with, um, yeah, just uh, sharing his knowledge and, uh, and showing us cards that we've never seen before. Uh, so, no, thank you, for, uh, thank you for being here. No, thanks for having me, man. I've been collecting Dragon Ball Super cards since um, day one, but prior to that, I was lucky enough to be living in Japan in the late 80s um, when the old man took a job there. So, yeah, I was watching Dragon Ball over there in Japan. They got aired every Wednesday. I think it was around 7 p.m., and it was the Namek saga. The first episode I actually saw was when Freezer took out Nail. That was the very first episode I saw. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. And it was huge there at the time. Everybody in school talked about it. Um, I went to an international school, so even the Americans and the Caucasians all, all talked about Dragon Ball, even though most of us couldn't understand anything because it was all in Japanese. There was no subtitles or anything like that. But just the action, the music thing that was out of this world that no one, none of us has ever seen before. So over there, they had a lot of, um, they had toys, they had trading cards, but more, it was more trading cards that got me started and used to skip school lunches and save up a little bit of money to put it in the vending machine and, and off we go and try to get some of those old school Hondan prism cards. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any yeah. idea in which, uh, which part they were of the card ass back then? Oh, I think it was probably part 13 or 14 from memory. I could Damn. be wrong. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. <laughs> I can imagine me as a kid w- watching DBZ. It was also very, I mean, very, very entertaining, very engaging again. Like that's, like you said, it's something that you've never seen before. But if even in, uh, I mean, you've seen it in Japanese firsthand. It's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was a bit sad when we had to leave after about three three years. But you know, there was there was not nothing of that sort right up to about oh, 1999 when it started airing here on on tv like really early in the morning like about 7 seven thirty, just before you know kids go to school and stuff so at that time god how old was i, I was probably in my early 20s 
already by then. So I'm I'm not young. <laughs> oh yeah, so so your entire childhood then after that you left. Yeah, I mean I <laughs> I have a rough idea of of your age, but uh, <laughs> obviously if you're in Japan as a kid in the 80s, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're not a I'm 90s over, kid. Yeah, I'm over 40, so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for sure. I think no, so... I think it's amazing because um, you. I mean, it's it's just like you have a different perspective. I'm pr pretty certain that that we're all kind of '90s kids, and I think you you can just bring something different to the table as a as a community member. So I think I think it's pretty cool. In the '90s, then you started you started uh, collecting again, then or uh... no? After 2000, um, yeah, in the late '90s, I started collecting again. But in between that time, they you know, if you go to some of the small anime shops here, they sold cards, but a lot of them were bootleg um but they also had the honda and they had all this other stuff as well but you had to they they weren't cheap you you couldn't there was no vending machines here in australia yeah so you had to buy from anime shops and back then they were very very few there's there's a lot more now so it was it was just more toys than than cards at that time because when it hit here they they started releasing all this erwin and jacks um toys that were produced for the American for the American um, public it was yeah. weird I remember seeing the toys where Trunks or Krillin had like a bazooka I'm like what what has this got to do with anything it just doesn't make any sense what's Krillin, Krillin with a bazooka <laughs> yeah the early, if you go check it out man the early Irwin toys that was yeah. done for Dragon Ball they actually had weapons that's weird that's, that's really weird <laughs> it is <laughs> Yeah, so so going back, sorry, got sidetracked. So going back to collecting since since day one. Yeah, so I, I can't remember who told me. Somebody told me. I think it was a friend of mine that um, oh, you know, Dragon Ball cards coming out. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It, you know, it might be score again or something of of that type. And I, I wasn't keen, but look, you know, it was on Facebook, so I had a look at it. I'm thinking, okay, this looks really interesting. You know, the artwork looked okay. They, they had no pictures of the cards, but it was just banners and and just pictures so i thought okay not too bad two three months later they said okay we're gonna launch around may i'm like thinking wow this was feb i'm thinking okay two months out then they showed the coming soon goku card that you know a lot of us have and yeah i had to call a few shops to find out if they actually were going to take it and lucky enough for me the the, sh the card shop near me had it so yeah i was there on that <laughs> saturday early two hours early there was no one there i thought there would be people but guess not um dragged my heavily pregnant wife at the time to go in and play for about 45 minutes just to get that card and <laughs> and i've been following that facebook page ever since except one all the way to current i have not stopped i keep telling myself i need to slow down because there's just so much to collect but it's not working that's the problem i know man <sighs> Man, same for me. I um, when I started, of course, I started way too late. I started uh, in March 2020. Yeah. Um, so I I started um, between uh, malicious machinations and uh, Universal onslaught. Yeah. The first release that I saw was Universal onslaught, and um, and and man, I I can, man, I, I've been I've been trying to you know catch up with um, up to current. But that that took so much time, so much effort, so much money, so much resources just to 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 try and catch up to get you know the the important cards 
that's uh, you, you it's it's kind of a snowball effect once you go all in like it's hard to 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 slow down <laughs> yeah so now i've i mean i've i've conquered all my goals right I've, I've i've achieved all the goals that i set for myself i'm way past that already and uh, and it's still very hard to slow down because you once you i don't know it's 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 kind of i mean it's it's addictive there's def- definitely an addictive component but at the same time it's like it's it's kind of become my life right it's it's became a big part of my life and uh, and not chasing or not engaging with the new series it's it's kind of weird yeah i mean i i don't envy you guys you know starting up late and trying to chase those cars because it, it just gets so expensive so fast i mean when you started how much was the victory strike i paid um so i purchased two uh, victory strikes in PSA 10 straight off the bat because I saw that on eBay they were selling for 350. Whoa. And uh, if you look at the the pictures, I mean they have scratches or some smudges. I could immediately see like, man, these people don't take care of their cards. And uh, so I I uh, I was lucky enough that uh, Jurassic Trade uh, had two PSA 10s up for sale. Um, I don't remember the his asking price, but uh, in the end I was able to get them for. 1100 usd for the for both of them oh that's not bad so 1100 for two yeah for two that's a great score yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) i think i think the market was was definitely at the at its lowest point um for a while i think it was at its lowest point march 2020 yeah Uh, because uh, right after it was already close to a thousand so yeah yeah, when it first came out over here, I paid about 60 US for one. <laughs> and even then, I was complaining, this is way too expensive, way too expensive. For a secret rare? For a secret Well, I mean, the Vegeta, I paid 40 bucks to 50 bucks Australian, which is like, what, 25, 30 oh, yeah. U- US dollars. What so I'm know? like, this is $60 US. was like, this is just too much because I'm so used to paying it a lot cheaper because it's only players at that time that I had no one competing with me and it, it, it was fun, but it was also frustrating because when you ask sellers online to, you know, send me some pictures, send me some videos, can I come see the cards? And I get just all these weird comments and a little bit, you know, got a little bit of swearing as well, because I think what's wrong with this guy? What, what's, yeah. what is he doing? They don't get yeah. it. But now they a lot of them do a majority of the players know that okay we need to look after our cards even if we're not going to put them in our decks because these collectors they'll just come and and throw some money around or pay a little bit more because they they want the condition yeah i i've seen it even in 2020 when i was asking for pictures because i i think I think in Europe the the collectors are i mean there's not as many collectors especially not a year ago and uh, I, I I could definitely see that when I whenever I was asking for pictures, like people were like, uh, "Okay, but huh, don't, don't you know the card?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know the card, but I want to see the condition." And they didn't understand, so they just sent me a picture of the front, like a random picture, like blurry and stuff. And I was like, "Bro, I cannot tell condition with this." I, they just <laughs> couldn't understand what I meant. So uh, so yeah, and and whenever I was talking like. Uh, yeah, I see a scratch. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna t- take it. They, they they felt offended. Like they they took it personally. I was like, okay, but I'm sorry, but it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's funny to have seen that. Uh, even I, like in a year, year and a half of uh, collecting, I've definitely seen this uh, transaction. Uh, yep. That's a transition where when uh, yeah, players can definitely 
um, see that collectors are, are looking for a specific thing and now they can kind of accept it, I guess. Yep. Uh, whereas uh, they didn't accept it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny transition. I think our, I mean, our hobby, our hobby is so new uh, that, uh, I mean, we can't kind of have to, you, you, it's, you can't really compare DBS with Pokemon because Pokemon has just been such, it's just so collectors heavy. Right, yep. it's, it's, it's just only about collecting. So I've never had. It, it was never t- too difficult for me to find mint Pokemon cards, uh, as much as it was to, to find mint DBS card. Because I mean, DBS is just a collector. It's just a player's game, and us collectors, we just come on top. Now it's kind of uh, changed a little bit. Uh, man, I remember trying to find um, mint, just mint SPRs, right? Just just regular SPRs. Such a pain, man. Such a pain. <laughs> yeah but yeah I, at least now i'm i've come to a point where i mean i'm i'm caught up and now i can just buy cards whenever they're released just kind of like you like how you've been doing it since day one right just buying cards whenever they're released i think it's so much easier yeah it is it is definitely easier i mean if if people want to collect stuff and if it not look Finance, finances are the most important thing. You know, you, you shouldn't be trying to collect cards and not be able to put food on the table or support your family or whatever it might be. So all that should come first. It, look, that's my Absolutely. perspective. You know, and cards can come in a bit later if you've got some spare cash. Um, yeah, but definitely buy cards when the set comes out. So I, I've learned lessons over the, the you know last few years where I go, all right, I might just sit because I know for a fact this card is not really playable. The players don't really want it. It's not part of the meta. And maybe it'll drop because, you know, on first release, it's always more expensive. But then was I wrong in a lot of times where the price would stay a little bit higher or it might go up a bit. And then when it starts coming down and I start chasing it, I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, they're not mint anymore because people didn't quite look after them. So my lesson or my, my two cents worth is if you're willing to, if you really like that card, pay a little bit more, get it on release. And that way you don't waste time and money chasing that one card later down the track. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you've told me that uh, a while ago and I, I can definitely appreciate this, uh, this advice because I've seen with uh, universal onslaught, I was like, also like uh, apex of power was really high straight off the bat but uh, it went down a little bit after two, three weeks, right? And and trying to get that apex of power was way more difficult than I expected. Because yeah. I mean, this card is looking back, this card is, is printed exceptionally well. And it was still hard for me to, to find those, those pristine uh, copies. Uh, so, and I, so now since set 10, I've, I've just been doing it straight off the bat and it's so much easier, so much easier. It is so much easier, but there is so much to collect. I, I don't know what Bandai is doing or what they're thinking, you know, with so many promos, so many set cards. It's, it's just comparing to all the other main TCGs, you know, your Pokemon, your Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and Magic. There's, I don't think there's that many promos. I know for Pokemon there isn't, but I don't know about the other two, but it's just, there's a lot. It's great because, you know, we get a lot of choices, but then again, we get spoiled with choices and we don't know where to go and, and what to look for. And I yeah, think that, nice. yeah. And I think that that actually causes a lot mm-hmm. of complications for the collectors because people go, 
which one's worth it, which one's sought after, which one, you know, may go up down the track because look, everybody collects finances down the road, a little bit of an investment here, here and there. And, and that's normal in the scheme of things. But with Dragon Ball, it's just hard because there's so much. Which card is going to take off? Which card is not? So everyone's just busy going with set cards, set cards. But ultimately, when you look at a lot of the promos, the promos yeah. are way, way less produced than any set card, irrespective of whether it's an SCR or not. Are you speaking about uh, promos in general or specific promos? Um, I'm talking about event promos, event tournament promos, yeah. those kind of stuff where they're given out at, at you know store championships, regionals, finals, whatever it might be. Those are produced a lot less, even though you see them floating around a lot, but there's still a lot less than set cards in, in, in general. Maybe not less than an SCR, uh, you know, unless if it's like a winner card or, or something, but they're a lot less. There's not that many floating around. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I think we got a little sidetracked. What I wanted to do after uh, after your introduction is kind of gear back to uh, to, uh, <laughs> to your major achievement, I think, because um, you were able to work with PSA this year. And uh, and I mean, you, you've told me about it. You, you've worked hard for this uh, for this thing. But uh, now your, your article is, is released. Right. So uh, let's let's talk about that. Yep. Um, yeah. So. It, it was a it was a long battle to try and sort of convince PSA to to let me write something about it. And long story short, was I spent about almost two months writing it, like trying to find the right way to write it so it doesn't come out too strong, you know, or it might be a bit arrogant. I wanted to cover it for veteran collectors as well as new people who may not know Dragon Ball to to try and make sure to cover every aspect. And I thought that the first two sets would always be, in my opinion, the sets to have as, as a collector. You know, the first mag, the first article came out was, what, 2020 last year, and it was covering Tournament of Power. I know it's a great set. Yeah, you got the VS with the Victory Strike, and you got the four signature cards, which a lot of TCGs don't do. But when the information in that magazine mentioned there were only 500 sets, approximately, I, I nearly lost it when I read it because... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know for a fact that let alone in Australia, there will probably be over three, 400 cases minimum, minimum, because I myself saw about 30 cases open. So there would be no yeah. chance the whole world would only have 500. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, and I thought about it. I said, okay, maybe you need to set it straight and let people know that there's not going to be, yeah, isn't there actually is a lot more than 500? I don't know, maybe 2,000 to 5,000 cases of those. Might be maybe more. It'll, we'll never know. Bandai will never tell us. Um, and I thought, go back and start from afresh. And because I the words alpha was used back then by yeah. the author, I'm not going to use that. So I went with OG and I wanted to call it original gangster, but PSA <laughs> <PSA> said no. <laughs> They said, no, we are not putting that on the magazine. We are just going to call it original. I'm like, all right, fine. There was a lot of back and forth. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I knew it's American. You know, I thought it was kind of funny and, and it would be interesting. But they were like straight up. They just went bang. I got a reply within like two days. No way we're putting that on, on our magazine. I'm like thinking, okay, um, you can call it whatever you like then. <laughs> yeah, so the reason I covered those two sets from a collector standpoint, it's mainly because if you look at it, 
um, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, all the top, top cards that are worth a lot of money these days all came from the first set. Your Black Lotus, your Charizard First Edition, even your base Charizard Unlimited, it's still, you know, the most expensive card for the Unlimited for, for pretty much Wizards of the Coast. If you, if you obviously, if you take away all the, the really ultra rare ones, right? And yeah. what people fail to understand and know from a collector standpoint is when Galactic Battle came out, it was the only set for people and players to build decks with. There was no promo cards at the time. Promo cards didn't show up until until Union Force. So people and pl- mainly players would just have that one set to build their decks, which means a lot of those cards would have been used and damaged and, and whatnot. And from a collector standpoint, they'll be really low. If you look at the PSA pop, and, and I had a look at it last night, the Goku, Godbreak Goku, there's I think about what, 55, 56 graded? And about 30-something in PSA 10, around there, I'm not exactly sure. And the other three, the Freezer, the Broly, and the Hit, that's under 30 or 40 of them graded. Yeah, yeah, not. definitely. Definitely yeah. under 30. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Union Force coming out with the first Vegito, and I was, it was, it was hard to actually write in the article because I wanted to emphasize on why they picked Vegito, and it, you know, it's because of of that Union Force. You had that Zamasu saga, and that was the first time we actually saw uh, Vegito Blue. Yes, and you know, and that card was doing that final Kamehameha um, move. So I thought yeah. it was a great card to actually put. You know. Goku Vegeta in one, you know, it's not the Apex, it's a different form. Um, and just the art, the foil on it, it's just so clean. Nowadays, a lot of the SP, SCRs got a lot of background, got a lot, it's just very heavy in, in terms of background and foiling. And it just sort of takes the, the eye appeal, in my opinion, away from the character. I think so too. Yeah. And, and a lot of people who actually have the card will probably know that when they, take it out of a pack there are there may be a lot of the time factory floors scuff marks on on the gold or even tiny faint marks on the back of the card so that card was um to me is the number one card that's that's just for me um, yeah for me too i think um i of course whenever i was reading that article of last year i was like why why talk about tournament power i don't understand it and for me as as being a, a new collector to the game I, I just couldn't understand it because again like like you say for other collectibles it's always the first set that's the i mean that's that's so um sought after right but yep. for uh, for dbs i was like huh i guess dbs is different than <laughs> i guess dbs is different than other tcgs because the first set the first two sets or three sets are kind of left out apparently I, yeah. I just couldn't understand it and whenever you go on ebay and you search for the first three sets they were so cheap man they were dirt cheap you found you you were looking for a tournament power box back then and it was already like 400 us dollars but when you whenever you were looking for the first three sets they were like 40 bucks 35 bucks it was ri- ridiculously cheap and I just couldn't understand it. But when, whenever I, I look at that uh, SSB Vegito, man, I, I, I had to have it. I had to have it. Even like 40, 40 bucks, I had to have it. I bought like 
five or six copies straight away because it was, it was just like <laughs> just like phenomenal man and once you have it in hands you're like damn that's that texture and it's so it's so well made it's so it's so beautiful of course yeah the condition was trash but uh man that's uh that's that's ssb vegeto it's just phenomenal for me it's it's still my number one scr as well yeah it is mine as well and there is one thing though i mean when i wrote the article um there was a section that i actually wrote that got pulled literally three hours before it went to print and you know because there was a lot of back and forth and especially during the last week you know is this okay we're going to change a little bit here your wording's not quite good there we're going to tweak a little bit so not everything the context of it is, is written by me two days prior to going to print because they told me when it was going to get printed um the hard copies and they said that you know you need to quickly check your emails if you want to make some changes if we want to omit stuff so i was waking up in the middle of the night checking emails to make sure that i don't receive something from psa and a lot of times i did and the part that they took out was i actually wrote about a comparison with um the vegeto and the awakened power so my comparison was which one you know not to say which one's better but in terms of rarity which one's rare they both won a case yeah one maybe yep. a little bit more limited than the other ones maybe maybe not we no, none of us really know but look there without a doubt there's more union force boxes out there than, than tournament power let's be fair but if you look at the pop report that doesn't lie there's about what 70 80 graded now or maybe more i i don't know but i know there's about maybe 70 psa 10s in order to get a 10 i think it's about a 40 or 39 percent so you, that's low for Dragon that's Ball. That's definitely we know low. That, for DBS, yeah. that's super low. Yeah, because DBS is so 10 heavy with a lot of cards because the printing is so good quality. But when you look yeah. at the um, the Victory Strike, it's um, there's, what, 400 graded now? There's about, what, 300 plus or maybe low to mid threes, 100 plus graded 10s. And I think it's yeah. three, 320. <laughs> it's 320. There you go. Yeah. But I know the Vegito is it's under 80 when I last checked it like a few days ago, yeah. it's under 80. Yeah. And if you're a collector and you look at it, you go, okay, this one's got a lot of 10s. That means there's a lot on the market. The prices will come down eventually or plateau out, which we have seen it crash a fair bit. I mean, if you look at PWCC now, there's probably about what, seven or eight copies of them. Yeah. But when have we ever seen a Vegito on PWCC or on eBay? Never, never. Yeah, practically never. Not a 10. I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen like three or four PSA 10s. I mean, probably a little bit more uh, over the last year. But um, I think over the last six months or so, I think I've seen two, two uh, SSB Vegito's PSA 10. I want to say two, but it's probably one. I'm not too sure. Uh, the la- one of the last PSA 10s that I've seen, I've just, uh, I bought it myself. I mean, <laughs> because it was, it was in um, September last year. Um, it was still pretty damn cheap, but uh, compared to now, but I think it was already like 500 bucks, something like that. And I was like, man, that's too much. That's too much. That's so much more than uh, I paid my first. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and I, I, I bought it because I, I just knew those opportunities for buying this card are just so low. I think um, the, the the few PSA 10s that are out there are just in the hands of collectors. Yeah, I mean, I have to be very clear when I say that I don't have a lot of them. 
and that's not the and that's the you know people might go all right he wrote the article because he might have hoarded a lot of these cards and writing the articles to hope to boost you know his collection up but nah i've got three in psa 10 that's all i have i wish i had more i wish i bought more but because i collect so many stuff in dragon ball you know from promos to sets I can't, I, when I look at it and I see it on sale or I've got a mate who wants to sell one, I'm thinking, oh, I would love to buy it. But if I buy that one card for, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, whatever it is now, then I can't buy a lot of my other cards. Definitely. And I'd rather, and I'd rather spread it out and have a, a, a vast collection than have a one card kind of thing. And given that, because I started since day one, my, my, pop, my rule to my personal self is, I will not go back and chase something that I missed. If I got a bit complacent and didn't buy a cart today because for whatever reason, and then two, three months down the road, it's gone up by a few hundred bucks. And I'm thinking, damn it, I should have bought it then when it was $30. I will not go and chase that cart. It would be a slap on my face and just go, you know better next time. And look, you know, not everybody is as lucky as me to be, able to be in this position to, to do something like that but that's something i i tell myself yeah i think i think that's a good advice because it's it kind of makes you more mindful whenever you want to buy or not buy something because if you i, I mean i understand it's just a hobby we're just buying you know pieces of cardboard with a shiny artwork on it but uh, in the end if um if if you want to be a collector and you want to do it in a specific way because collecting i mean there's not one way of collecting right everybody what does what he whatever he wants but if yep. you if you really love one card i mean yeah just i mean just buy it right <laughs> if you if you really love a card then don't sleep on it because it is i mean the hobby is what it is i think if you wait six months it's gonna gonna be so much harder to find it's gonna be probably more expensive and uh, the condition is going to be trash. So be mindful with your purchases and, and don't be in a position where, man, I if only I didn't buy all this crap, I could have bought this um, this card. And yeah. man, if only I bought this card. And, right. So I think we, we just need to be more mindful with our decisions in general, um, because I found myself in a, in a weird position as well, where um, a, a couple of months back, I was kind of like, OK, now I've. Uh, I've, I've achieved most of my goals. Now I can relax more. And uh, I went after, you know, cheaper promos, which is amazing because, I mean, there's a ton of great artwork in there. But most of those promos, again, are like released like a year ago. And um, as they are so cheap, people put them in their binders with no sleeves, whatever. So yep. uh, I ended up having to, to buy like 20, 30, 40 copies of these cards. Wow. And admittedly, admittedly, they are like, you know, two, three bucks. So it's not that that crazy. But after 35 copies, uh, I still have, I haven't found a PSA 10 candidate. And I'm like, okay, I'll have to stop with this card because, I mean, right now I'm over 100 bucks because, I mean, of course you need to, to count shipping costs as well, right? So, yep. um, and, and it just like every decision has a, has a, has an impact, right? There's a, um, how, how should I say it? Yeah, there's a decision cost, right? If you yes. if you buy one card, you probably can't can't afford another uh, another card. So we we need to be more mindful. Um, now you got me curious. Which card is this that you you were looking for that you should buy thirty five copies of? I mean, 
obviously whenever i i bought it it was like <laughs> it was <laughs> let me let me give a little bit of an introduction because whenever i bought it it was like okay whatever it's uh two bucks let's just buy five and hopefully i can add two to the grading pile right yeah. um and it's and at some points I, I just added it to the cart like kind of as a as a habit <laughs> like oh there are three more so let's just add it let's just add it and it's just only after uh acquiring all, all these copies that i started counting them <laughs> right so, uh, um it was source of power sangoku send send uh, me a picture if i've got a spare i'll send yeah. you a spare <laughs> yeah actually so, someone someone said the same and i uh jim insane said the same and i and now i've got one <laughs> okay, i've got one now good. because i made the post I, I made a post on instagram and i said like yeah i have like 35 copies still still not in my grading pile oh well and then uh, he sent me one so I, i'm fine I, i've got one but uh yeah i'm looking back i just should have like bought 10 sealed packs or something and uh I would have gotten in, but yeah, lesson learned. That's for sure. We all have to learn from something somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we need to we need to stay on track and uh, have our collecting goals. We need to be more mindful because our money isn't endless, and w- one dollar that you spend on one card is a dollar that you can't spend on another card. So, yeah. Yep. Always exactly. have cash on hand if if uh, if suddenly there's like a car that you really really love and uh, and you need to buy because I do I do not want to be in a position I mean as in in our community we, we've been speculating ever since uh, assault of the Saiyans like when is the next sig- signature set gonna drop like if there's a signature Gogeta I mean man I need it <laughs> right I cannot, <laughs> I, I cannot pass that right I need I need it so I've always been like. Yeah, kind of anxious. Like, man, how much money do I need to 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 uh, to save, uh, like, in, as a DBS budget, right? How how much money do I need to save if if the signature set would be the next set, right? So, <laughs> I think we always need to have some money on hand to not have to burn through our savings or whatever to 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 buy a car that you really not like. Because, I mean, I think you you are also very. Uh, concerned with your responsibilities as a parent, as a, as a as a father, as a as a husband, you 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 cannot just go nuts and drop, let's say five five thousand dollars on on a card out of nowhere, right? It needs to be somewhere yeah. somewhat planned, or uh, it it needs to be responsible, right? So we we need to 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 yeah, be more mindful, be be more um, yeah, responsible as collectors because I see it's almost daily that i have people sending me like yeah uh like so suddenly they have like 10 slabs up for, up for sale and i'm like huh <laughs> didn't you love this card and like yeah but i kind of overspent the last three four months uh, and i kind of have to do this <laughs> so yeah it's um man collecting as a hobby is just so complex it is and where do you draw the line yeah that's tough man it's tough. I, before collecting DBS, I've never been as passionate about uh, collecting. Um, I mean, I collected uh, Pokemon for two years prior to starting uh, with DBS. And uh, I was almost kind of uh, free-flowing it until I said, like, okay, I want to complete this specific set in this specific grade. And then I went... Uh, and then I was uh, kind of more um, structured. But uh, still, man, I was. it wasn't really passion. It was just more like... Yeah, a goal that I want to achieve. 
but now with DBS, I mean, there's just so much amazing stuff uh, that that I want I, I want it all, and it's it's kind of it's it's very consuming. I think it's um, it's it's uh, it's addictive and it's easy to go overboard. So yeah, drawing that line is is kind of I mean it's a dynamic process. I think uh, as yeah, a collector, there's um, definitely a lot to to collect. I mean, over the next from you know now it's midway almost towards the end of June, we've got a set or something coming out every month until November, which insane. is set fifteen. Yeah, it is just crazy. So I don't know what Bandai's thinking when when they're doing this, but. It's but just it's just full on. It must be profitable for them to release um stuff every Yes month. and no, actually, because I didn't know until recently because I'm I'm working with um not really working, I'm I'm providing a bit of collector's advice with a, a new up and coming TCG called Final Redemption. And yes. I was curious about how much do foil cards actually cost to print. Yeah. And when they told me that, you know, they thought about doing something similar with all the texture cards that Dragon Ball's doing. And when they told me how much it would cost, I nearly flipped. I'm like, are you for real? And they're like, look, if we print one set that's like Dragon Ball, we will go under even before we start. That's how expensive it is. That's insane. And yeah. So after after having a chat with them, I actually spoke to to a mate of mine who, who works in Banda. I said, is it really expensive? He goes, I don't know. I don't work in that department. I have no idea. But you know, we, we do have factories that print stuff. So we don't, you know, it's sort of like it's their own factory that they print cards from. They use the same factories that they print the heroes from in Japan. And he said that he goes, look, they're never cheap. And because Bandai is so big, they don't, it's not just Dragon Ball. Pretty much if you, if you've ever been to Japan every night from about six o'clock to about 10, 30, 11, 12 PM, maybe a bit across two or three channels it's just anime channel after channel is just anime after anime yeah. and every ad break about 80 percent are all bandai they own it Damn. they own everything over there like you know merchandise clothing cards it they're they're, they're a monster and what i what i heard that they do is you know they may take a little bit more money from one part and put it into another part to sort of off balance it. And the reason why they do that is overall, they're trying to gain international, um, not reputation, but international recognition of that particular anime, which I would assume Dragon Ball would be one of those because it's one of those international ones. Uh, You know, when you got your Naruto, you got your One Piece, you know, the mainstream, mainstream ones, you don't see much of that around here at all. Um, in terms of cards, they, Naruto came out. That died before it even really started. They never really did one for One Piece, even though it's huge over there. But Dragon Ball, they still do because it's just iconic. It, it, has, it has its own massive cult following over the last how many years that it's been around in, in, in the Western society. And, you know, it's great that Bandai actually does this to, to bring it to the players, to the collectors with all these textured cards that we're seeing. You know, yeah, it's 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 crazy when when you when when you told me that it costs, I mean, definitely too much uh, for a regular company to use all this this texture. It's it's really um, how should I say it? Uh, I think we can be um, very grateful that it's DBS that we're that we're collecting because DBS has this massive company behind it, and we're able to 
have very high quality cards because when whenever I started with DBS, I was like, man, this is insane. There's no TCG out there that can even compete with DBS. Like the quality yeah. of DBS, especially, of course, set one to nine. These cards are insane. All this foiling, all this texture, the gold foil on top, man, it's insane. There's no no TCG that co- comes even close. But if you tell me that, yeah, final redemption. If we do texture, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go under even before we start. Then okay, that then it's 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 just yeah, it it brings more perspective. I understand now why that why that is. Yeah, I mean even Pokemon they don't do it, and Pokemon makes so much money they don't do even do texture. There is texture, but it's um, it's different. It's it's not Dragon Ball yeah. hardcore texture style stuff. No, yeah, it's yeah. like one texture over the card, or it's it's not as inter- as as detailed. It's not as yeah. detailed. Yeah. And and if they and and if there's texture, there's no gold foil or no silver foil. And if I mean, yeah, Pokemon is just simpler, I guess. Yeah, it's not Pokemon as detailed. Yep. Um. So. Uh, I, I kind of want to gear towards uh, what your gut feeling is about the the future of DBS because I mean you've you've seen it ever since day one. Uh, I think there were some some moments probably where you uh, yeah let, let's talk let's talk about the past actually because <laughs> let's talk about the past. Uh, were, was there a moment where you doubted that uh, DBS would make it in general? DBS as in Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball in general. Uh, no, the the card game. Did you did you oh. have doubts that it it would? Yes, I did um, actually continue. Yeah, I did actually. To be honest, because when I saw the way Score did it, it didn't last very long, and yeah. there was a Panini did it after that, and it didn't last very long either. But apparently, from people who actually played, they said you know the player base was was pretty strong. It's just that they just stopped printing for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact that Dragon Ball Super now well now it, it will continue for how many years i mean i don't know bandai won't tell me that sort of information but if we actually watched the um i think it was end of last year where they had the final the battle hour the yeah. event in, in japan the translation wasn't very accurate um towards the end you know they left out a little bit here and there in terms of the the translation um i i, I do speak japanese um mm-hmm. um so what I picked up was when the producer came out and showed the the SCR um, mm-hmm. right towards the end of it. He actually mentioned that you know he's very happy to be where he is, to be working um, with the cards, and there will be many, many more years to come. Was what he said. That's amazing. Which that wasn't translated. They just said that you know there's more coming. They didn't really mention about that bit. So when I heard that, I'm thinking, all right, this is great news. You know, it, it's going to continue, and like early on set two set three set four i'm thinking am i diving into this too much you know spending thousands and thousands of dollars even though i was you know not paying aftermarket price i was paying relatively retail prices you know 40 30 bucks a scr spr you know even then i was having thoughts about is this am i doing the right thing but you know my wife is very supportive and she goes you know you don't you don't buy a lot of stuff and this is the one thing you like. So, you know, and you, you, you control your money pretty well. So do what you want to do. So, Man, that's, that's amazing. Nice. That's amazing because indeed 
when when I started, like like I said, like the market was was probably at the lowest point. Uh, I I purchased my Awakened Power five fifty each, and uh, a Jurassic Trade who I bought these cards from. He said, "Yeah, this card was eight fifty just six months ago." So I was like, "Damn, am I already <laughs> like with my first purchase? Yeah, like, damn, am I already diving into a TCG that is prob that is probably dying now? <laughs> I'm buying the Grail, and it's like." down 40% compared to six months. Uh, <laughs> am I already diving into something that is going to die? And definitely, if you if you looked at the, the box prices of most sets, they were like half MSRP. They were like, damn, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this TCG is barely making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can definitely understand. Like if, you, if you've been collecting since day one and then you see all these box prices yeah really dipping and, and and going really down and you're like Bam, damn <laughs> what am i doing with my money yeah. i mean oh, now, now it's just crazy to look back at right right now it's, it's crazy because union force which wasn't wasn't even selling at 30 bucks at some point now it's like 350 or something so it's it's crazy to to see this uh, evolution i don't know it isn't hindsight a great thing i mean if i had a little bit of a time machine i would have gone back and just you know, dump the entire mortgage and just bought a yeah. wave and stuff. <laughs> but it's but so I... easy for, for like the newcomers. Um, I mean, I'm a newcomer, but uh, people that, that came in like post January, they will always say like, ah, oh, damn, I only wish I could start earlier. I would have purchased 10 Awakened Powers or whatever. That's so easy <laughs> to say, man. That's so easy to say. Because it there's is. always that doubt, like, what's going to happen in the future? What am I doing with my money? Am I going to be, am I being irrational or am I being, you know, yeah, stupid with uh, throwing my money at a, car a piece of cardboard that isn't even worth it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, those are the struggles of a collector, I guess. <laughs> it is definitely. When is ever enough and when is never the right time? Exactly, but I I hear that uh, your 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 wife is uh, very supportive towards towards this hobby. Yeah, she is. Um, surprisingly, I mean, at one stage I was thinking, you know, look, we're looking to get a a, a bigger house. You know, the house that we're in is literally way too small for for us. Yeah. And I was asking, I said, look, you know, should I start selling some cards and hopefully give you the house that you actually want? And she was like, no. You That's don't amazing. like you said. She goes, you know, you don't you don't collect anything or a lot of things, and you always like Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball Super cards came out. I was actually collecting figurines, and they're all over at my mom's place in bloody boxes or in storage containers, uh, storage facilities. So she was like, "You only like Dragon Ball, and you stop buying toys. You might as well just keep cards because it takes a lot less space. The toys take too much space." <laughs> that's so, that's so true that's so true that's amazing <laughs> you're less of a bother if you if you keep yeah. collecting cards so keep collecting cards <laughs> yeah i mean so, some people collect resins right the the, the, the statues and i i see I, I look at their collection and it takes it takes so much space man so oh much God, space it it's insane and the japanese yeah. i don't know what's wrong with them but every time the boxes are way bigger than what the toy is definitely definitely i like that but <laughs> i mean that's just great packaging in my in my opinion but oh. if you want to keep everything sealed man <laughs> i think they're just overcompensating for something they don't have and i'm not gonna ah, say damn. <laughs> you said it i didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, outside looks big, but when you open it, it's like, oh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. I think uh, we're, uh, this interview is already pretty long. I don't want to waste your time any, any longer. I've having a, I'm having a blast. I'm just going to ask two more questions. How do you see this TCG growing in the next year or so? And, uh, and second of all, do you have an advice for, uh, you know, maybe collectors that's started generally, uh, yeah, co new collectors? Do you have advice for new collectors out there? Um, all right, I'll start with the first one. So how do I see this going for the next year? Um, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> Bandai don't tell me stuff. They, they, ask, they ask my opinion that's and that's as far as they go. They don't tell me nothing. Um, so I've been, look, you know, it, it's going so well as it is and everybody just have to be aware that prices do go up and do go down and there is never ever a right time to buy or to sell because you get, you will always go back and go damn it i should have done this or i should have done that so do what you like it's it, yeah people jump in because of the money or because they want to make a little profit for me it, it's very different it's more the love of, of the card and if you love the franchise support it buy the cards and you know grade it if you want to you don't have to great if you don't need to and just stick within your means um for new collectors out there buy the cards when the set comes out i cannot stress enough on how that would save you a lot of headaches down the road and be be selective look around there is because dragon ball is so vast it's not just sets you know like i said before there's event packs there's tournament packs there's all sorts of promos it doesn't have to be sets it could be everything else that is out there that you just you're not sure of and if you got questions or you're not sure what's coming out i think i might start posting more um on instagram about in between sets like, that people don't generally see like all the promos and and stuff and that way people can can get an idea on, on what's really out there but in mind in fairness those will not be easy to come by because shops won't sell them to you you have to be a player in order to, to get those things and sure, sure. For me, those cards are a lot more fun to collect because over the years I've built my contacts, I've built my relationships and sets now, it's literally just, I get a phone call from a few nights who goes, oi, we got six cases, we're opening it up. If you want, you better come down this weekend and come have a look and grab what you want before we start putting in our deck. So I've got a lot of friends who play and I'm lucky enough to, to you know, to go in there and just, what's your PayPal? How much do I owe you? Uh, <laughs> or bring some it's become too and... easy for you, man. It's become too it has, easy. As bad as it sounds, it actually has. So the buzz of collecting has pretty much just... Yeah, I've lost a bit of that buzz because as soon as the set comes out, I I put a list down and I go, I want these. And he goes, yeah, come down when the set drops and we're going to pick up our cases and just come in, open up and sorry, but you can't have this card because we all want this card. But then that's fine. I'll just find it from somewhere else. But it's just a lot easier for me. And, and look, I'm, I'm lucky in that, in that aspect. But when it comes to event stuff, it is never easy. It is always a challenge to get those because the players want it, because the cards um, playability, it's not anything like the set cards. It's a completely different playing ground. And because you get one or two packs, which is one card a pack per event, and there's probably 10 or 15 different cards, you may not get that one that you want. And some of them is only exclusive to winners. Then you've yeah. got to go bug the winners to sell you, sell it to you. 
But even nowadays, the winners have gone so clever that they go, uh-uh, I'm holding it and I'm grading it and I'm going to flip it because I know I can make more money that way. So it's yeah. just going to get harder. Yeah, I've, see, I've, see, I've definitely seen that. I've uh, tried to, to get some event stuff from, uh, from players at some point. And uh, one player said, bro, I need it for my deck. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and then another one, another one has just become this massive flipper. Uh, he he only collects whatever he wins at tournaments, and all the rest he he just grades and and and, and flips for for a premium. Well, I mean, I guess... that, that is that is pretty smart, but uh, yeah. It is smart. I mean, the players got to look after themselves as well. I mean, they they can't just Definitely. be dumping massive money and then end up not not getting anything back. You know, you can always hold a trophy card that you want, but you got to be able to fund your 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 hobby or your passion somehow definitely and that that is actually something that i'm gonna start doing as well and i, and I think i heard you saying that as well is like my my hobby has just become a, a bit more expensive than i would want, have wanted it to be so i need to get over myself and just start yeah trying to fund my own hobby so trying to uh sell cards that are duplicates or whatever because now i'm just hoarding everything but it's just so not sustainable so not sustainable I, we need to and and if players do that as well, I mean that that's just yeah, it's just just logical. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is an expensive hobby. <laughs> it is a very expensive hobby, especially when you do it the way you and I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it is what it is. Thank you so much for this for this interview, man. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I hope this article you know, goes worldwide and that everybody reads it. Uh, I hope uh, your name blows up. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if that's... Do, do you think you would want to do uh, more articles in the future? Yeah, I, I will be. Um, it's just, um, it's up to PSA to let me know when they're ready for the next one. So I did mention to them that I'm open to write um, continuously if, if they're willing to have me. And they said, look, you know, we're happy to have you. Um, we'll we'll be in touch when the next one we want to put into the magazine will be. So yeah, definitely there'll be more coming. That's amazing, man. I admire your commitment to the hobby. I Thank love you. you for that. That's uh, <laughs> it's your your work doesn't go unnoticed. Thanks. I mean, doing this is it's not for me. It's it's more for everyone, so that everyone is on the right track and and don't get sucked in by by false information. That's the whole point. Yeah, misinformation, market manipulation. I mean, that's, that's been so huge in 2020 and beginning of 21. Now I think uh, people are, are starting to, I mean, there there are, we, we have this. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the, the last me. thing I want is somebody to just go, oh my goodness, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, and I'm just going to dump massive money on it because, you know, I, I want to make a quick buck, you know, and, and fair yeah. enough. But then end up, they're just going to go bang, uh-oh, it just went down because it was a market manipulation or false information. That's yeah. one thing I don't want. I've, I've seen friends 100%. coming or in the past where they just spent money on something where they thought would be huge but lost a lot and probably yeah. lost friends and lost loved ones in on the way, which is that's something I really don't want to see any happen to anyone. Man, that's funny you should say that. Um, I've... Uh... I mean, I, I don't know anybody personally that has gone through such a extreme case, uh, but I, I saw a YouTube video uh, a couple of weeks ago where um, someone that was very heavy in the sports card industry, he said like, man, so many people go broke trying to buy cases, trying to pull this one out of four uh, cars or whatever, one of four. And uh, it, it's, it just, it can be such a destructive hobby 
such yeah. a destructive uh yeah it, it's it's just so expensive and, and it's very easy to get lost in this because it, it is very addictive and we have to call it as it is it is very addictive and it is very very expensive so we need to be more mindful we need to be more uh looking after us looking after our uh our our money because it's, it's just so easy to go down this negative loophole and 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 lose it all yep that's crazy i'm actually gonna talk about this in in uh Probably my next episode of the Passion Over Profits podcast. And I, I know it's not going to be a popular podcast, but it's something that I, I, I feel I need to talk about because you see more and more people dropping heavy money in this uh, card game. Um, yeah, and it would be sad to see some people lose it all just because of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but man, honestly, I, I love your work. Uh, I love your Instagram page. So if 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 someone would were to listen to the, this podcast and don't know who you are, um, they need to check you out on Instagram at null underscore collector. Uh, I think you do an, an amazing job really posting regularly. Uh, you post stuff that sometimes I'm like, what is this card? I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in your description, I mean, you're always fair trying to uh, just, you know, state the facts. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's amazing. I think people need to follow you on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for your time. I think we're, we're right above uh, one hour already. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank thanks. you so much for your time. All good. I appreciate All right. that. And hopefully I can have you on the, on the, on the show uh, in later episodes as well. Yeah. Let me know when you do happy to, happy to jump on. It's fine. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. All right. Have take a good care. day. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Passion Over Profits podcast. Please subscribe and stay tuned for more DBS Collectors content. Interested in which guests we're having next week? Find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball's Passion Over Profits. Yes, Passion Over Profits.